0: Greetings, young adventurers, and welcome to another episode of Vitamin D&D for Kids. I'm your host, Patrick, and uh, just want to say thanks for listening to this uh, episode, second episode, for the Vitamin D&D for Kids uh, show, the um, companion episodes that we're doing. So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, um, that way you can get to learning. So, this episode is going to be all about pretty much what is Dungeons & Dragons, Okay, and I know, so you can listen to the main episode that Brady and I did, I believe it was episode two, um, where you, you go through exactly what uh, Dungeons and Dragons is, you know, definition, exactly, you know, what the player's handbook says, whenever it tells you, you know, all about Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm just going to briefly touch on a few things. And then, uh, kind of intermixed in this episode, is going to be um, some examples of some of the, the things we're going to talk about in a second. Um, examples of um, it in in action. It's going to be a little some audio clips from me and Jane playing some Dungeons and Dragons together. Just a simple, quick adventure. Um, kind of the next step, the next episode in our little campaign. Uh, so that way you guys can have a good kind of live action example of uh, of what's going on. Some, you know, the different pillars, the, the main ingredients to a good Dungeons & Dragons game. Um, and so let's get started. So just going to cover the basics. What is Dungeons & Dragons? It's a role-playing game. It's usually played at a table, um, otherwise known as like a tabletop RPG. So whenever, if you're a dungeon master, if you're trying to get your... Know, kids interested in playing, um, you can just talk to them. It's just it's a game of make believe. It's a game of you know you you playing a character, going on adventures, you know meeting people, talking to people, maybe fighting. And uh, you know one thing to keep in mind too is that you don't even have to have combat um, in your games of Dungeons and Dragons if you really don't want to. Combat can be a little complicated, and so uh, in our combat episode in the future on a future episode of vitamin D and D for kids, we're definitely going to try to super simplify combat that way. It'll be a lot easier to manage. Um, as far as from a, you know, (laughs) using weapons to fight kind of perspective, I'm still, um, still trying to, uh, think and get my head around approaching spell casting (laughs) from, from a teaching kids how to play perspective. So, but we'll get there. So, like I said, it's a role-playing game, um, and in this game, one person is the dungeon master, or can sometimes be known as a game master, so the DM or GM, and the rest of the players, the rest of the people that are actually at the uh, the table playing with you, uh, they control characters. Okay, so like I've like we've explained a lot in uh, some of our main. Um, main series episodes, you know, just what those characters are, that sort of thing. And we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit to kind of retouch on it for the kids. Um, let's see. So one thing to remember as the dungeon master for, for kids is that you're a storyteller. Um, and you're going to paint the picture and kind of, you want to make it, I guess, fun and enjoyable and interactive and engaging, to the kids, you know, the young people that you're playing with, but not too over the top, you know. Kind of think about it. I and I perfect example, Jane and I, in addition to playing some Dungeons and Dragons right now, are reading through the Harry Potter series. Um and you know, we're on book three right now. So even you know, since book one, there's been occasions where there's been words that are big and I have to stop and explain. And I try to, whenever I say those words as I'm reading, I try to think, okay, like, is this easily understood or is this, you know, something that is going to involve like a a higher level of vocabulary? So it's good in those situations to break it down. You know, if you're talking about, you know, there was a creature in the book uh, while we were reading tonight that was talking about leading, you know, unwary travelers into a bog. So it lured travelers into a bog. So I had to explain what lured mean, meant and what a bog was. So sometimes you can simplify, you know, they trick people into following them into a swamp kind of thing. A little bit simpler, may not even, you know, may have to also explain swamp. That's typically something that's a little bit more, you know, in the vocabulary. Kids have probably heard it, you know, watching Scooby-Doo, stuff like that. Um, so just remember that. And, you know, you can not necessarily railroad. Um, you know, you don't, you definitely don't want a railroad really too hard even for anybody playing Dungeons and Dragons, but it's, it's a good idea to kind of have, you know, if you're playing with kids and they kind of have some trouble you know, deciding what to do next, that sort of thing, kind of have some, some things that are going to engage the party, whether it be somebody running up to them in the street and wanting to talk to them, like, please come help me and that sort of thing, instead of, you know, kind of hoping that they'll wander down the street by their own decision and find somebody in distress, that sort of thing. Um, so simple enough there and moving on, you know, like we talked about characters we'll, we'll come back to for uh, a future kids episode. Um, and to re- retouch on this part, kind of the the flow of interaction in a typical game of Dungeons & Dragons. So typically it goes, Dungeon Master describes the environment, describes what's going on, and you know what's happening in the environment. Then the players describe what their characters do. So you can prompt that as a Dungeon Master by, as my one of my favorites on the Glass Cannon podcast, Troy says, What do you do? <laughs> so just kind of prompting them like, okay, so what do you want to do now that I've described what's going on in this environment? What's happening in this situation? What are you thinking about? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? How do you want to interact with the situation? And that can, that can prompt, you know, prompt your players, your young players to kind of start thinking about, okay, what do I want to do? I want to think about, you know, maybe ask questions concerning. How the dungeon master described what's happening, um, and then move forward from there. The dungeon master narrates the results. So one of the example is you'll see <clears throat> in this the uh, live play that Jane and I did. There's a part where she's snuck up on this little orc encampment, and there's one one orc left to guard the the campsite. And uh, I ask her what she does, and she's like. I want to fight him. And it's like, all right, let's get into combat. So, um, just remember that you can use some leading questions, you know, and another that's another good thing that Troy does on the glass cannon podcast is he likes to every once in a while, stop and talk to his players about their characters and say like, okay, so what are you thinking right now? Like what's, what's going on in your character's life in your, in your, your character's head. <clears throat> what are they thinking about these current events? Like, Know, how like how is your character feeling about you know finding out this is happening or discovering this ancient secret things like that um, so that can be you know one way to really help out um, kind of keep everything flowing um, and then the cycle repeats itself you know back and forth between Dungeon Master describing players describing what their characters do and Dungeon Master describing what happens um, so and then to touch on what we talked about, Brady and I talked about in the main series is the three categories, kind of the three pillars um, on which Dungeons and Dragons, you know, stands on, and that is exploration. So that's the interaction between, interaction, interacting with and discovering the secrets of the world, uh, combat, you know, fighting bad guys, you know, because that's always fun, and social interaction. OK, so chatting it up, you know, talking with non-player characters as well as other characters. You know, if you've got two different kids playing or if you've got like, um, like my wife and I, uh, sorry, my wife Jane and I are playing this campaign together and their characters are probably about to meet. They just walked into the room. You know, they're in the same room together for the first time. So they're probably going to have some interaction. So they're probably going to be some good back and forth between those two characters. So, um, and you never know during those social interactions with non player characters or other players uh, what secrets, you know, what connections and things you're going to find out. Um, So, those things are pretty interactive. Like I said before, um, you have to kind of get a feel for what like, what your young players, I mean, even young or old players, like, what they like to do. Um, Like, Jane absolutely loves the social interaction. She will, like, have conversations and make friends with everybody and she loves talking to people and kind of playing, doing that role-playing back and forth between her character and non-player characters. So I can tell you that from my experience, like she would enjoy that a lot more than combat, I think. she hasn't. This is really the, her first time doing combat. She did really good. Um, kind of got the drop on this orc, as you'll hear in just a second. But um, she loves that social interaction. We've done a little bit of the exploration so far. Not too much. Um, so you just kind of got to get a feel of what your players like to do. If they like to fight a lot, you know, throw a bunch of little combat encounters at them. Like you know, pretty consistently, that sort of thing. Okay, so now we're going to get into you know, our examples of um, these three pillars. These these little audio clips that I've pulled out um, are good examples of the three pillars, and you'll you'll hear the different parts. We'll have an exploration part where Jane's kind of sneaking up on a camp, and then. Uh, after that, after the fight, she kind of does a little bit of exploring um, around the camp, and that's how she discovers um, kind of what this orc has been guarding. Okay. 12 plus your perception. Where's your perception at? That's this. Uh, that's performance. This one right here with the plus four perception. See underneath my finger? Yes. Okay, so you add four to that. What's 12 plus 4? 16! 16. Okay, so you um, notice that there's looks like a camp um, that is kind of camouflaged out in the woods. So, right now, you're about, um, you're a little ways away from it. Do you want to try to sneak up to get a closer look? Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, as you're moving forward, you're gonna roll a stealth check. Okay, so this is like stealth means like being sneaky. So roll roll your dice again, please. Okay. 16. Okay. That's sixteen plus where is what's your stealth? Um That's but plus four. So wow. That one right
1: there.
0: No, the second from the bottom. That one right that, there. That one? Yeah, it's got four next to it, so four plus sixteen. So I can tell you that adds up to twenty. Okay, so that's really good. So you're sneaking, <laughs> and you're sneaking closer and closer. All right, and you can get within twenty-five feet of the camp. You're peering through the woods, and your sneaky little halfling self. Okay, and you see in the I camp. I
1: probably couldn't see me because I'm so small.
0: That's true. They probably had a little time, hard time seeing you because you're just a halfling. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: so you see that there are three orcs in the camp. Oh, actually, sorry, there's just one orc guarding the camp. Okay. Um, but the camp.
1: What's, what's inside of the camp?
0: You see, it's just a, a camp. It's like some um, some tree limbs like laid up against other trees and then like bunch of brush like thrown on top of it and there's kind of kind of like a little campfire looking place okay it looks like there's a bunch of like bags um and boxes um in the uh um in around the camp and you hear from inside uh inside the tent area kind of like a tent a little like shelter like that they've made. It's called like a lean-to. which because they lean the tree on the tree. Make like a tent. You hear like a baby cry. Just a short little...
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so it sounds like a human baby. Okay. So what nor the world is this orc doing with a human baby? Okay, so what are you going to do?
1: Um... I think I should go up a little bit closer and hide behind the tent
0: okay so you're you're pretty close and you've got a good you got eyes on the orc okay if you think if you went around behind the tent you probably wouldn't be able to see him okay is that what you want to do that was pretty fast combat you got a surprise on them. that was good so. Um, and you hear <gasps> the most grumpy-sounding baby cries that you ever hear. So, you want to go investigate what the what the baby cries are? Yes. All right. So, um, you uh, you go into the tent and you look around. Um, so I want you to roll an investigation check. That one. Uh, this one. Okay. 18 very nice much more than what you needed okay so in the tent and around the tent you find three containers of meat which have started to go bad so they're like rotted meat Uh, but orcs don't mind um a tattered cloth okay like a cloth like about this big like kind of like a flag um, almost not a big one, but it's got um, claw mark, or the the symbol on the flag looks like five claw marks. Okay, and so you see that laying around, and you find twenty seven silver pieces, um, you find fifty copper pieces, one. Live human child, so the baby in a little animal skin papoose. Papoose, what's a papoose? <laughs> it's like a baby carrier. Mm. Um, okay, and your investigation was good enough that you also found uh, fifty gold pieces in a leather pouch. Okay, so you can add that but to. But why is
1: a baby in in an orc tent, and hmm. why was he guarding the baby?
0: I guess you're gonna to have to try to figure out. Okay. Um,
1: Should I take the baby or what?
0: Uh, actually, I'll just I'll uh I've got this all written down, and I'll oh. remind you of it. And we'll write it down later. Okay. So you find that stuff. I assume that you take the money. Okay. Right.
1: But what about the
0: baby? What about the baby? What do you, so? What do you want to do with the baby? I wanna. I wanna. You know that the it. town. The town that you're going to, the city of Nand, is close by. Okay.
1: I am, I want to take the baby and see where I can, like, find if, like, there's a daycare or something (laughs) in town. Like, something that could, like, help me take care of him while I'm on the adventures and stuff. I just want to, like, take him and bring him with me.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Alright, so you take the baby. Um and you
1: A couple of money.
0: You yeah, you take all the money. Um that was uh with the um uh with the orc. Okay. Um you still don't there's still no other orcs coming or anything like that. It's the only orc. Um what do you do with the cloth with the five claw? Like the picture of the five claw marks.
1: I'll take it and see if I can have like some clues and oh, like okay. something that matches with it or something like that.
0: Good thinking. Okay, so you go and you continue on, and let's say we kind of fast forward, okay. and you what what? Five, six <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, so everybody knows Jane. Yay! How old are you now? Six. Jane is six now. All right. So now that you've heard a little bit of the exploration example um, from me and Jane's interaction, Jane and I, uh, our interaction um, during you know for the for exploration that sort of thing, um, now I'm going to play for you the uh, little clip of combat, and uh, i will just like I said. And this is you know these examples. Our game is pretty simple. And I'm sure all you, you know, people who have any experience with Dungeons and Dragons will nitpick little tiny things that you hear um, me do, you know, checks I ask for or how I handle certain things. And trust me, I know I'm still improving as a dungeon master. And I, as soon as I listen back to the episode, I'm like, why didn't I ask for a survival check instead of this and that sort of thing. So just enjoy it. So here's going to be a little bit of combat jane's first combat here we go
1: i want to go fight him
0: you want to go fight him yeah. okay um so you want to take a shot with your bow and arrow or what do you want to do
1: um i want to take a shot with the bow and, arrow and then hide behind the bushes so he okay. doesn't who, who shot the bow and arrow
0: Okay, and I can tell you your stealth roll was pretty high, so he doesn't know that you're there. So you're going to get a surprise attack. (laughs) So go ahead um, and Jane roll for initiative. Okay, so that means roll this d20. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's a. What is that? Seventeen. Seventeen plus this right here. That's your initiative bonus. That's a four? Yeah, so seventeen plus four. Twenty? Twenty-one. It's
1: twenty-one.
0: Good job. Alright, Marialda, your initiative is twenty-one. Let's see what the orc gets. Oh. <laughs> you got a four. <laughs> yeah um
1: you always get a, a, a lower number than me
0: thank you so that's uh i have no
1: idea why uh
0: so the orc is you're going before the orc anyway because you have surprise okay mm-hmm. so um you're going to attack with your short bow
1: um long bow.
0: Uh, so you just have a short bow remember um because we kind of figured out that since you're a halfling, you can't actually use a short bow, or a long bow, because it's too big for you, because you're too small. But a short bow is just fine, okay? Okay, yeah, I'll
1: right. do a short bow. Is there short arrows or just like regular
0: <laughs> They're just kind of like regular arrows, I guess. Okay, so you're going to roll to attack. So, I want you to roll the d20, okay? What you got on there? Is that ten? Okay, so um, ten plus that number right there. Six. Okay, so what's that?
1: It's fifteen. (laughs) Fifteen.
0: Okay, I'll help you out. It's sixteen. So you rolled a sixteen to hit, so that beats his armor class, so it's a it's a good hit. Okay, so now if you look right here next to your short bow, you're going to and actually sorry. You rolled with it, or you have surprise, so you roll with advantage. Okay, Ooh, all right. So, so roll again, and it might be okay. Even better, you hit the first one. So just I was gonna see if you got like a critical hit or something. So now you need to roll a d6. That one right just there. A little square. Yeah, and roll it? yep, roll it. And then, so that's 1d6 plus 4. So you take this number, 5, and you add 4 to it. It's 9. 9, okay, so you did 9 damage to the orc. Okay? Very good. You shoot the orc, and he gets hit, okay? And he's surprised, so he's gonna kind of like stagger, but you still got surprised. So he like kind of like takes a step back, and he's just kind of shocked that he got hit by an arrow. He didn't know where it was coming from. Okay, so before he sees you, before he figures out where it's coming from, you get a chance for another shot. Okay, so take another shot. All right, roll that D twenty again. Before him in the initiative order. Ooh, what's that? Um, an eight? Is that an eight? Eight? Yes. Yeah, eight plus six.
1: 14,
0: 14, 14, okay, 14. which lucky for you is just over his armor class. Roll again, just in case. Oh, wait, no, you don't have a band on this one. Sorry. All right, so you do hit him, all right? So roll your damage dice, which is this D6, okay? Ooh, so one plus four. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So you did five points of damage to him, but I can tell you that that's enough. You shoot your second arrow, and it goes right into his eyeball. And he falls over. Dead. Okay? So you stand there for a second. Very good. You stand there for a second. You don't hear anything else. No other orcs or anything. Nobody moves, so we're out of combat. Alright, so now that you heard Jane just absolutely take out that orc, pretty good stuff. She's, a, she's playing a ranger, I'm sure we'll touch on that um, in the future whenever we talk through building a character. Um, she's playing a little halfling ranger, so she did a pretty good job sneaking up. Had some good stealth um, going on, so got the drop on him and uh, did some pretty good damage up front, so good for her. Um, so next thing, next example I'm going to play for you guys is kind of social interaction. So Jane's going to be talking to um, an NPC that she meets in a bar or a tavern and as well as uh, a random NPC uh, called the Tasker uh, in this city, the person who kind of you know, fills the bounty board like comes up with quests. They're the quest giver kind of thing. Um so, um, and you get to see kind of what she decides to do with the uh, the little baby that uh, she found at that orc camp. And uh, my goodness, what what could come come of this? All right. So uh, stand by, and uh, here's some some social interaction example. So you take it, um, and you still have the baby with you, um, and you go into the cordial badger. Um, and whenever you go in, uh, there's a, uh, a dwarf there. And, and he says, uh, Hi, Lassie, uh, what, what, what you got there? Uh, is that a, a baby?
1: And I'm like, yes. Uh,
0: is that, is that your baby?
1: Um, I just found him, like, in, in the woods nearby. And he was in this tent, and um,
0: what's the creatures called again? Uh, they were called orcs.
1: And there was an orc guarding, and um, it looks like um, so I sh- I shot him and I killed him. So oh, I, <laughs> you so killed I, the orc. So
0: interesting okay
1: so i just took the baby so um so he won't get like any more hurt
0: Uh, well that's uh that's mighty kind of you um my name's jace uh my name is uh uh jace uh, stronghand i believe that's his name what's his name um oh goodness i have his name (laughs) His name is uh, Jay Stronghand. Okay, he's a uh, he's a dwarf, so he's just a little bit taller than you. Uh, just he's a little bit. he's bald, um, and he's got a chest length red beard with braids in the beard. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. So uh, he introduces himself and says, uh, "Well, we could um, we could always use a, uh, a good strong uh, strong lass like yourself who uh, can kill some orcs." Um, to, uh, help help us with the, uh, in the, um, uh, gosh, why can't I think of, uh, in the order of the gauntlet, um, if you'd be interested in joining us, um, we can talk about it later. Um, but, uh, as of right now, I suggest that you, uh, probably, um, go find the Tasker and, um, the Tasker, take the, take that baby, uh, to the Tasker. What's
1: the tasker
0: again? Uh, Are you? uh, I'm guessing you're new here. Um, Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, the uh, tasker—they're the ones who um, he, uh, the council—they're like the ones in charge, uh, kind of for the city of Nand. So, um, he puts out jobs that, like, that we do, um, like, go out and fight orcs or go and investigate a dungeon so he's the one who uh posts those jobs for us to do okay so he'll know how to um get somebody uh to find who whose parents this child is where this child came from or take care of the child if not you know there's plenty of good orphanages around the city Okay. 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 Um, so, and he tells you where the... Uh, where the... Um, What's his name again? Jace. His name is Jace Stronghand.
1: No, not that guy, though. Oh, the
0: guy you're looking for? Yes. He's the Tasker. Um, and I don't know if I have... Uh, so... Um, you go and you meet the Tasker. Um, and he's, you know, just... Normal human guy with uh, with blonde hair and a beard. He says, "My goodness, that's horrible! Um, This child is lost. Um, We'll give it, uh, give it here. Uh, We we will we'll find someone. Um, uh, God!" And he calls in two members of the merchant guard, and they're like the guards around the the city. And he says. Uh, take this, take this child, um, to the, uh, take this child to, um, the, the, let's see, uh, who, who should take care of it for right now? The, uh, uh, the church of, uh, the Zenith, the church of Pelor, um, they'll take care of the child, um, until we can, we'll, t- we'll see if anyone has lost a child or if there's been any attacks on any Maybe of the Maybe, like,
1: tra- the nurse Lake come over to the what is it called again
0: the zenith it's the church of pelor the god pelor in this city his church is called the zenith and you saw it whenever you were walking through the uh the city it's a really big church with white walls um but you didn't go inside yet um you just saw it um it's really pretty so um does it
1: have stained glass What is it called? It's called? yeah so it's got stained
0: glass. glass windows very good
1: i wonder what the pictures are man mm. like roses
0: maybe you'll just have to see at some point so um you leave the child and they uh they take the child and hopefully they'll take care of it and find its parents um and uh so tasker says are you you working uh, for Jace now are you working for the order of the gauntlet yes oh okay um, well I uh, if you know I will be getting a hold of Jace um, and I will let him know we have some some jobs um, that we need taken care of um, that uh, the order is always really good at handling the jobs and so <laughs> we've got some jobs uh, for you guys to handle okay um, so, you keep
1: saying jobs so much. It's just that's <laughs> what I do.
0: I'm the tasker. I I come up with tasks for you to do. Tasks are like jobs. Um, so uh, just let Jace know I'll have some. I'll uh, if you see him, I'll have some jobs for you guys to do. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, if if there's no other business, uh, goodbye. Bye. All right, so you're done with the tasker. You turned over the baby. Good job saving the baby. Um, and Jace, <laughs> Jace said that you should come back um, for dinner time at the Cordial Badger, um, and he will have made arrangements for a room for you. Okay. Did
1: he see my owl?
0: Um, yeah, he saw your owl, uh, whatever the owl's name is. Owl. Um, Hoot Hoot. Hoot Hoot, or Owl, or whatever you want to call him. Um, You can, or her, you can change his name. Rosie the Owl, that's fine. Um, So you go back, um, he said, come back for dinner, okay? So, and you get to the city.
1: And her was just like,
0: So you get back to the city, um, grind about, uh, or you get to the city after rescuing the baby, a little bit after lunchtime so it's almost dinner time okay so you head back to the cordial badger do you yeah so you head back to the cordial badger and you go inside and there's jace and jace is sitting there with um a looks appears to be a half elf um wearing some armor um and another half elf um, wearing some leather armor, and he's got a bow on his back. Is
1: that mommy? Okay. Oh,
0: maybe could be. All right. So, all right. So that'll be all for our recording tonight. Okay. Say goodbye, Jane. Bye. Bye. Love you. All right. So now that you've heard some examples—not maybe not amazing examples—but definitely some examples of the three pillars of playing Dungeons and Dragons. So exploration combat and social interaction. Um, We're just going to close this episode and just remember that, you know, keep it simple. Um, One thing I want to mention too, and I'm sure I'll touch on it in a future episode on ability, ability checks and that sort of thing is you want to kind of decide you don't want to overwhelm your players, um, your young players, especially uh, with too much information you know asking for asking for a lot of perception checks that sort of thing is you know, something you may want to hold back on whereas you can just use the six main abilities and just have those be the things that they are intelligent with and use that as you know as their skills so if you you know, you're trying to get them to perceive something so you can say roll a wisdom check because, you, you know, as a dungeon master, you should be able to look at the character sheet and see that, you know, well, perception falls underneath wisdom. So just roll a wisdom check, that sort of thing. So that's one way to really simplify it and kind of make it a lot easier and not overwhelm uh, your young players who... Jane is just just kind of learning to read. She's in first grade, so she's she's reading pretty well, but um, there's big words like intimidation and insight and perception. So on top of maybe having a little difficulty reading those, having not having a robust vocabulary quite yet can sometimes be an issue. So just kind of pointing to those big numbers on the character character sheet instead can be a big help. Um, so, That's all I'm going to touch on uh, for ability scores right now and uh, working that as far as, as a dungeon master. So in the future, we'll, I'll have an episode about that and uh, kind of how to tailor it to make it a little bit easier to play. So that's going to be it for this episode. uh, The second episode of vitamin D and D for kids. Uh, As always, you can find us on different social media um, uh, you know, profiles, our social media sites. <laughs> We've got Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. You can find that, you know, meet up, you know, talk to us, comment, uh, try to do a weekly post of the uh, little audio clip that I find funny from these episodes. So just, you know, like those comment, like let us know, hi, I like you guys are funny or, oh my gosh, you guys are annoying. So <laughs> just let us know. Um, and you can always email us at uh the vitamin D, the letter N D podcast at gmail.com. And if you just Google uh, the vitamin D and D podcast, that should lead you to our website where you can figure out, you know, where you want to listen to our podcast. You can look at our uh, blog posts that um, need to, I need to catch back up on those but have our show notes. That way, if you want to kind of just have an easy to read kind of translation, you know, straight from me onto the page of what we talked about in an episode, go on there. You know, Like I said, email us, contact us, let us know how we're doing, leave us a review, like, and subscribe, all that stuff. All right. So that's going to be it for this episode of Vitamin D&D for Kids. And uh, I'll see you after your short rest.